ready for tomorrow's news today. You're listening to Speak Life with Marty Lee. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Speak Life. I am your host, Prophet Marty Layton. Uh, my staff and I, we welcome you to 2024. What a great new year. Happy New Year. And uh, this Sunday is, uh, <clears throat> I'm going to unpack the rest of the word of the Lord that God gave to me for 2024. It's going to be a powerful year. And uh, those of you that are interested uh, in the rest of that message, it, it, uh, the first part of it is already online and you can uh, listen to that. But this Sunday, I'll continue to minister the rest of that. Uh, but this is actually something we began back in the late 80s, getting a word of the Lord for the new year, <coughs> when uh, <clears throat> when we were at Christian International. Uh, Bishop uh, Hammond asked all the staff to begin to seek the Lord uh, for a prophetic word for the new year. And up to that point, no one had even heard of anything like that. And so uh, Bishop Hammond was actually the first one to release this. And then after several years, and I mean probably seven to ten years, other people started doing the same thing. And many ministries today uh, do it as a regular part of their uh, a regular part of their program. Uh, but um, as a part of our training and our mentoring uh, under Bishop Hammond, he used to ask us for prophetic words for each month of the year as well. And so we would have staff meetings. <coughs> excuse me, where he would ask us uh, to share these words. And they were always very good. And, and um, you know, it was, it was very encouraging, uh, every one of them. And so it's a, just a little history on the yearly and monthly prophetic words and how all that began. Uh, but this Sunday, tune in for part two of the Word of the Lord for 2024, as God has shown it to me. And so... My staff is actually reaching out to some of the major prophets that we know, and uh, we are possibly going to have some of them come and uh, share their words of the Lord uh, for the new year as guests on the show here. And so uh, I'll keep you updated as that continues to develop so that we can uh, we can let you know what's happening, who's coming, and, and I'm pretty excited about it. I'm sure they're all going to do it, but you have to confirm and make sure people have time and space. And so I also want to remind you that we are going to begin our 21-day uh, fasting and prayer time, and uh, that actually begins this Sunday the 7th and ending on Sunday the 28th. And so uh, the fast and prayer time uh, for Life Point Church will be the 7th through the 28th, which starts <clears throat> this Sunday morning. So I believe in this time of consecration as an important part of your breakthrough for this year, yours and mine. And uh, I will be sharing more about prayer and fasting on Sunday uh, as well. <clears throat> but this prayer and fasting time, I think, is very specific. And so if you're a part of this house, uh, please tune in on Sunday at uh, 10 a.m. Central Time. Uh, if you can't make it, of course, it'll be archived for you to be able to watch uh, later when you can watch it. Uh, also, I'll be sending out a word of encouragement in our weekly email as we are praying and fasting. And uh, I thought about the potential of even doing maybe a, uh, a, a broadcast a couple different moments during the week just to help you stay encouraged and focused 
uh, during this time of prayer and fasting. Uh, But let me just say this, 2024 is going to be a year of tremendous favor and victory. Let me say that again. 2024 is going to be a year of tremendous favor and victory. His kingdom is come and his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, This is going to be a year unlike any other year you have ever lived. We have all been through a time of testing, but the good news is we have passed the tests. Amen? And now the uh, the things that we've prayed for, the things that we've fasted for, the things that we've been believing for, they are all coming to us now. And this is going to be a year like no other year you have lived before now. Tremendous favor. Tremendous victory for you this year. You know, the Bible says that he surrounds us with his favor like a shield, like a wraparound shield. He surrounds us with his favor. And, you know, his will is going to be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, Jesus prayed that. We have echoed that prayer throughout the centuries. Uh, But now that prayer is going to start coming to pass. Uh, I really don't want to get into too much eschatology right now, but uh, I believe we're, we are in the last, uh, the last moments <coughs> of the last days. <clears throat> and so there is uh, so much that is going to begin to happen now. And Jesus is not coming back for a a beat-down, hidden, weak bride, uh, but he's coming back for a victorious bride uh, who is who is qualified to rule and reign with him throughout eternity. And so his kingdom is coming, and his will will be done here on earth as it is in heaven by his church. And listen, the same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead is inside of you. And he is quickening your life in a new way in this new year. You know, just before Joshua went into the promised land, he was outside the camp, the Bible says, maybe walking and praying. Who knows what he was doing? But he was outside the camp. And uh, Jesus appears to him with his sword drawn. (coughs) This is pre-incarnate Jesus. So this is Jesus showing up. Uh, you know, he he stepped in and out of history continuously uh, to show us that he's there. And uh, he is the, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and everything in between, right? And so Jesus appears to Joshua with his sword drawn. And Joshua says, are you for us or for our adversaries? And Jesus says, I am the Lord of hosts. I am the captain of the, of the host of heaven. And so take off your sandals for the place where you're standing is holy ground. And so Joshua falls to his face on the ground in worship. <clears throat> and we know it was Jesus because he received the worship. And so he began worshiping him and And Jesus received the worship. In Revelation 19 and verse 10, John the Beloved is talking to an angel. 
and he's, he bows to worship, and the angel stands him up and says, Do not worship me, for I'm just an angel. Worship the Lord. And so Joshua uh, wasn't worshiping an angel, or, or an angel would have stopped him. Uh, but he was worshiping Jesus, and Jesus received the worship. So Joshua worships Jesus, and Jesus reveals to Joshua another facet of himself that Joshua did not know yet. Uh, He's standing there with his sword drawn. In other words, I am Jesus, the great warrior, the Lord of hosts. I am the captain of the host of heaven. I can can just imagine Joshua's fears uh, leading this army, uh, this ragtag army uh, of just a handful of people compared to an entire nation of giants, uh, uh, the fear that Joshua may have had to fight against. Uh, and I can just imagine those fears being immediately silenced as he looks upon the face of Jesus, the warrior. And so the God who trims the lamps of heaven, the one who fuels the sun, the same God who directs earth in its orbit and keeps every part of the universe in full synchronization, the God who promises strength to you, the God who takes a handful of dust and raises up kings and princes, the Word of God, Jesus Christ, the King of glory, Yahweh, was standing before him. Have no fear, Joshua. I am the commander of the armies of heaven, and I am here to fight for you. And Joshua came up to a higher level in that moment, a higher level of faith, a higher level of revelation. And listen, he ran through the door the Lord had opened for him by faith. This is a picture of 2024. God is calling his people to draw closer to him. Let God reveal to you another element of his nature, the warrior that will fight for you. Come up higher so that you can run through the door and possess your inheritance. You know, in Joel chapter 3 and verse 9, it says, Proclaim this among the nations. Prepare for war. Prepare for war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near and let them come up. Beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. We've talked before about that. (coughs) That uh, uh, Hosea says that Judah shall plow. And so he's saying beat your your praise. Judah means praise into a plow. Uh, I mean into a sword. Beat your praise into a sword. In your pruning hooks. Jesus said you're pruned by the words that I've speak that I've spoken to you, your pruning hooks into spears. So the worship and the using of God's word are weapons of warfare. He says, let the weak say, I am strong. I am a warrior. So you can see what God is saying in that scripture. Verse 14, it says, multitudes, multitudes in the valley of decision, for the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. And so 2024 is going to be a tremendous year of many that are in multitudes that are in a valley of decision. But God is calling his church 
to rise up in praise and rise up in declaring the word and help people across that finish line in their in their valley of decision. Uh, it's going to be a tremendous year of coming to the door of your inheritance. And you'll have to war like a war. Let the weak say, I am strong. I am a warrior. You're going to have to war to run through the door in 2024 in order to receive your inheritance. But the good news is the Lord is fighting for you. The moment Joshua stepped foot on the promised land, God let him know, I'm fighting for you. And the Bible actually records that more were killed by hailstones and fire from heaven that fell uh, than Joshua and the children, all the children of Israel did with the edge of their sword. So it's, it's a powerful revelation that God is releasing to you right now. It says, <clears throat> the Lord fought for them. And that was what God wanted Joshua to know as he crossed that line and was stepping up higher to possess his inheritance. That's what 2024 is all about. And so you will come up higher just like John did on the island of Patmos. He had to come up higher. Uh, the, the Lord opened a door in heaven. He dealt with all the uh, churches uh, of that day and talked about each church individually. Uh, but then he opened up the heavens and opened up a door in heaven. He said, I want you to come up here so that you can see the future uh, and that, that I want to prophesy. <coughs> and so uh, go through the door. So God's causing us to come up higher uh, and to be able to go through the door in 2024. Now, uh, I'm not going to get into this right now, but uh, one of the uh, churches uh, in in the book of Revelation that the Lord was addressing uh, was the church at Philadelphia. And I believe that's the church today that represents the church today, the church that's got it right, <clears throat> the church that God didn't have anything bad to say about. And so you can research that, or you can just tune in on Sunday, and I'll share more about that. But... Um, Go through the door and possess what God has prophesied to you this year. And like Joshua, uh, we're coming to a new level of worship. A new level of worship is what's going to unlock that door. And as we worship, he is the door. He opens the door and he fights for us. And we are to run through the door in 2024. Amen. 2024 will be a year of tremendous favor. It'll be a year of tremendous worship. I believe the church is coming to a higher level of worship, a deeper place in God. And we're going to go there, and we're going we're gonna to find that place with him. He is, the Lord is my shepherd, the Bible says. The Lord is my rohi, and he will lead us into a deeper place of worship. <clears throat> worship is going to be key and going through every door in 2024. And uh, recognizing that this is bigger than me, bigger than anything I've ever had to face before, uh, the, when you come to the door, Joshua was leading the children of uh, uh, the people of God in a military campaign into a land of giants. And God already told them they're greater and mightier than you. 
but it was a time of possessing the promised inheritance, and that's where we are today. But it was also a time to slay the giants. And I believe you're going to slay some giants this year. We're all going to slay the giants. Uh, the Bible talks about all the sons of Anak were in Canaan. And so it was a land full of giants. There was normal people there as well, but it was full of giants. You know, God always picks a fight that only he can win. And remember, part of the prophetic word for this year is voice-activated doors. Voice-activated doors. Remember, we talked about that. In other words, you're going to have to say something. You're going to have to speak up. You're going to have to speak life. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Speak life, right? David faced Goliath. When he faced Goliath, Goliath literally was a door, in my opinion. He was a door. David had to war at the door. And what did Goliath do? Goliath saw this little pipsqueak 12-year-old boy standing on the battlefield with with a sling And he prophesies to David, Goliath does. You know, the devil can prophesy to you false prophecies and convince you that bad things are going to happen and try to convince you that even though you went through something and survived it, it can come back on you. That's called trauma. God wants you to understand, don't listen to the prophecies of the enemy. So what what did David do? David gets on the battlefield And Goliath prophesies to him, and he says, I'm going to give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. At your door of destiny, Apostle Paul said, uh, this is a great door of utterance that's been opened to me, but there's many adversaries at the door. And those adversaries will prophesy to you just like Goliath did to David. And so what did this 12-year-old boy do in response to the giant? See, it takes faith like a child to, to enter the kingdom. What did he do? He prophesied back and true uh, prophesied and took a uh, took aim with a true prophetic word right back at him. And he said, you come at me with a sword and a spear, but I come at you in the name of the Lord of hosts. And the one who fights for his people and for this day, he, the Lord of hosts is going to fight for me. And he's going to deliver you into my hands. See, it's the same principle. The Lord fought at the door. David had to do the running at the giant. He had to throw the rock, but the Lord fought for him. And David had to prophesy. It was a voice-activated door. David goes on to say, to prophesy to him and say, I'm going to give your body to the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. And you're going to have to decree your prophetic words this year. You're going to have to prophesy to your enemy in 2024. doesn't matter what the world says to you. doesn't matter what that standing in front of that door, what the enemy is trying to say to you as an adversary. You prophesy back at the enemy. You give him the word of the Lord. The voice of the Lord shatters the enemy, according to Isaiah 30, 31. The voice of the Lord is a force. It, it, it will force the enemy out of the way. Uh, according to uh, Psalm 29. Listen, God is fighting for us, but we got to do our part too. But the Bible says David ran at Goliath. He ran to the door. David had already been prepared for this day of battle. 
uh, even though he didn't even know he was already prepared. Hello? He had an epiphany. I've already killed the bear. I've already killed the lion. And this giant's going to be just like them. Listen, you may feel like you've only been wasting time. You may feel like you haven't done anything important. You may feel like you've just been marking time. But God has been preparing you for this day of battle and for this day of victory. God's not wasting your time. He's already been doing something with your life. He's already been preparing you. You know, King David's mighty men, when they were already prepared to take out the Jebusites when David was anointed to be king of all of Israel. Listen, you've been through times uh, uh, of Holy Spirit preparation for this day, for today, for, the, for 2024. It's not going to take you by surprise. No, you've gone through the testing. You've gone through the preparation. You passed the test, and you are prepared for what's coming. Amen? You, the Holy Spirit has prepared you for this day. And so young David runs at Goliath and defeats him swiftly. He ran through his door of opportunity. And the Lord of hosts fought for David that day, defeating the giant. You think a, a little 12-year-old boy in a rock and a sling defeated the giant? No. God got behind that rock. And God sunk that rock in the head of David. David just had to do his part. <clears throat> and that day, I believe, David was exalted in the eyes of all of Israel <coughs> over King Saul. Over King Saul. In my opinion, that day David became king. Uh, he was already anointed king. But now that anointing made him shine. And then they started singing, Saul slain his, has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. You know, some of you may be facing something big right now, but I want to remind you of a simple scripture. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You've made it this far. I'm telling you, the devil has fought all he can fight. He's out of bullets and you're still standing and you're winning. The Lord of hosts picks, picked this battle for you. It may seem very big and ominous, but the Lord of hosts picked it for you. And this battle is not intended to take you out, but to take you in to your door of destiny. In your door of destiny. <clears throat> Amen? Listen, God is fighting for us. God himself the one who fuels the sun, the one who keeps everything bal so balanced. If one planet was slightly off its axis, everything would go crashing into each other, <clears throat> and there would be no universe. Science has proven this. How does it happen? God himself is holding everything in order by the power of his word, I want you to know he's fighting for you. He's in you, and he's fighting for you, and he's ordering our steps. And so instead of looking at the battle like oh, not another battle, look at it like this is my door of opportunity, and I'm going to win this thing so big that everybody's going to know that there's a God in my life, and he fights for me, and his name is Jesus. 
And even though you may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you fear no evil because he's with you. Amen. And he's going to prepare a table for you in the wilderness and force your enemies to feed you at that feasting table. I'm telling you, get ready for a year of tremendous favor. Get ready to run through the door in 2024. Amen? Amen. Well, I welcome you to Speak Life. And I welcome you to 2024. It's going to be an incredible year. We're going to run this race together. And I want to be here to empower you throughout the whole year. I want you to know you can always count on us to bring the word of the Lord to you. Uh, And I'm just telling you, it's stripped down. It's as as streamlined and as straight as we can get. I don't want to play games. I just want to give you the word of the Lord so strong uh, that there's no question that God is on your side fighting for you and that you come out the victor. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. Amen. Amen. We're going to come before the Lord tonight, and we're going to receive our tithes and offerings. <coughs> it's a time uh, of going through the doors. That means there's many different level changes this year. There's many different transitions, uh, but it's transition to restoration. Uh, Psalm 25 and verse 13 says, He will spend his days in prosperity, and his descendants will inherit the land. Let me tell you, what you're doing right now is not just for your prosperity, but the prosperity of your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. And if the Lord tarries another thousand generations, that's the kind of blessing that God is releasing to you. We're in a time where there's going to be a lot of curse being spoken and a lot of blessing being spoken. And you want to be speaking the blessing. You want to give life to the blessing. You want to declare the blessing. Decree a thing, Job 22, 28, and it shall be established unto you and your your life will be lit up with the light of God, light will shine on your way. And so God is doing something powerful in this hour uh, for you and for your generations. He'll spend his days in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. He's doing powerful things uh, for you and for your generations. Joel prophesied God will restore the fortunes of Zion, the church, and restore all that the locust, the palmer worm, the canker worm, uh, the consuming locust, all, everything the enemy ate away, God's going to restore it. So just say restore, because God is going to restore. And we've gone through a process, but we've come to the day of blessing. The enemy's going to continue to speak curse, but we're going to continue to speak blessed. And as we continue to speak blessed, the bless overtakes the curse. Amen. Let me tell you, some of you don't even have a clue what your ancestors lost, but God does, and he knows what belongs to you more than you even know. When they left Egypt, they got a paycheck of 470 years all in one day. There's no way they knew all the the wealth that their ancestors had lost, but God knew and he gave it back to them. 
Amen. He's restoring to you all that was lost. <clears throat> this is a day and a time of reformation and restoration. It is a day of restoration. And while God is reversing the curse, restoring, he promises this in Joel chapter 2 and verse 26, you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God. This is the Bible, by the way. Some people have a problem with prosperity and, and call it all kinds of heretical stuff. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. It's very simplified. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. See, it's when you overcomplicate it that it gets messed up. It's just plain and simple. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. Joel 2.26 And praise the name of the Lord your God. See, praise is connected into everything. Who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel or the church. And I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. <clears throat> I remember a few years ago, there was a, 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 a preacher, his name was Dr. Leroy Thompson. And he used to say, money cometh to me, money cometh to me, money cometh to me, money, money, money cometh to me. And you know, people got so offended at that. Uh, but he was making his declaration according to Scripture. <clears throat> he was in the grocery store behind someone, and, and they looked at him and said, money goes, you know, when they paid for the groceries. You may feel like that right now. <clears throat> but out of his spirit, he looked at that person and said, money comes to me. And God told him, that's a prophetic word for the church. Money comes to me. Money comes to me. Romans 4.17 says, We call those things which be not as though they already were. Let me ask you, how big is your faith? How big is your God? What are you saying? <clears throat> the word call, we call those things which be not as though they already were. The word call there is the Greek word kaleo which means to summons. A summons is an authoritative command demanding something to appear. It's an authoritative command that's demanding something to appear. Some, somebody might get a summons to court. Kaleo. And so when you say money comes to me, you're calling it forth to you. You're calling forth those things. You're summoning forth those things that be not as though they already were. Money, you are hereby notified and summoned by the authority of Jesus Christ to appear and come to me now in the name of Jesus. That's what you're saying when you say money comes to me. Now, some of you are getting a little uncomfortable. I'm still telling you what the Bible says. I'm just telling you, I'm defining what the Bible says. It's very simple. To call those things which be not as though they already were means to summons it. Hebrews 10.35, it says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, listen to this part, <coughs> which has great recompense of reward. 
recompense of reward in the Greek is one word, misthapodosia. Mistha means pay, salary, means money, it means recompense, it means restitution. Come on. And then podosia, it has great recompense. Remember we said misthapodosia. Podosia means foot or feet. We get our word podiatrist from from the Greek word podosia. The translation is money is coming on feet in your direction. That's what that sentence means. Isn't that incredible? God is causing money to come with feet in your direction. In other words, money is traveling your way. Money is coming. Money comes to me. Provision is running to me in 2024. That's what you need to start declaring. Money is coming to me. Start declaring. Get it. Start with a number. Start saying, God, I'm believing you for an extra $500 a month. I believe $500 a month more is coming to me. Start with something where your faith can obtain it. And watch what God will do. Start declaring it. Decree a thing and it'll be established unto you and light will shine upon your ways. You need to decree in 2024 and God will open the door. Amen? So say this decree with me as we prepare to give our tithes and our offerings to the Lord. Decree this with me. Say, money, I summons you and I hereby call you to appear. You have feet, and you are coming my way. I am a money magnet. Money is attracted to me. Money come to me now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That's my brief uh, message on money cometh to me. I believe there's something powerful If you'll just understand the power of life and death is in your tongue, and God's given you all these promises to decree, and as you decree them, that as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And as you begin to decree these things, it is established unto you, and light begins to shine upon your way. It's very simple. Amen? Amen. There's several ways you can give tonight. It's very, very easy. You can text any amount to the number 84321. That's 84321. Also, there's a QR code. You can scan the QR code. And you can, uh, once you put your camera over that, a little yellow bar comes up underneath that picture. Click on that. It'll take you to the giving page. Uh, those of you that are watching on social media, there's a link in the comment section. You can click on that and give that way. Excuse me. Those of you who are uh, who are watching on um, uh, well, I already said social media. Those of you that want to uh, mail your offering, and you can mail it. I'll get it right. You can mail it to Life Point, Life Point, uh, P.O. Box one eight two two, Hendersonville, Tennessee, three seven zero seven seven. That's Life Point. P.O. Box 1822, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Or if you want to go to our website at lifepointchurch.cc, lifepointchurch.cc, there's a giving button at the top of the page. You can 
click on that and give that way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, I believe that something good is about to happen for the people of God in a way like we've never known. And uh, we're going to see massive changes this year. Things that you never thought you'd see, you're going to start seeing this year. Turnarounds, uh, reversals, uh, incredible things are happening. And you're going to see the hand of God do things that others have only imagined that might happen. Or these, You're going to see the hand of God do it. And God's going to show you he's God. Amen? And there's none like him. Amen. And so tonight I want to talk about the kingdom of God. And, uh, and I want to preface what I really want to teach on is kingdom reformers. Uh, kingdom reformers. Uh, but it, we can't t- really talk about kingdom reformers until we talk about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. <coughs> we must know what the kingdom is. Jesus taught on the kingdom of God. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. He didn't preach the gospel of salvation. Actually, John the Baptist preached the gospel of salvation. But Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom. And this, and this kingdom of God has complete dominion over all other kingdoms. And this is consistent throughout Scripture. The kingdom of God is the dominion of Almighty God, where God is king and he reigns supreme. That's the kingdom. So why do I want to teach on the kingdom of God? Because when you were born again, you left your citizenship from the kingdom of darkness, and you were born again and became a citizen of the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, you live in this world, but you're not of this world. Amen? So I want to read from Matthew chapter 6. It's a very familiar passage, and you probably already have it memorized. And we've talked about it some tonight. Matthew 6, in verse 9, it says, After this manner, therefore pray ye, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus was teaching the kingdom as the primary concept, or as the most basic understanding constantly. The kingdom of God. In other words, let your kingdom come, and your will be done, and then all these other things start happening. And so the word kingdom defined as this. It's made up of two words, king and dominion, or domain. 
So a kingdom is the place of the king's dominion or the king's domain. God is our king, and we are the people of his kingdom. Jesus is called the king of kings, and so we are our kingdom of kings. And actually, in the book of Revelation, it calls us kings and priests under our God. That's before anything is being said about any eschatology that half the church is divided this way and half is divided that way. (coughs) We are called kings and priests, and Jesus is the king of kings, and he he rules in a kingdom of kings. And so this is the prayer Jesus prayed, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done, your dominion, your domain be done. When Jesus prayed it, he released his faith for this to come to pass. He prayed, he established, and he released the kingdom of God on the earth. He was the full representation of the kingdom of God on the earth. Just like the rule, the reign, the realm uh, the dominion of God is in heaven. Jesus demonstrate, demonstrated that here on earth. And that includes every need being met, both natural and spiritual. Listen, in the kingdom of God, there's no lack. There's no poverty. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no affliction. There's no addiction. Uh, there's no hay fever <laughs> or, or allergies, there's no issues, there's no problems. <clears throat> In fact, the scripture goes on to say, the kingdom of God is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And we are living in a day when God is releasing a reformation, a reformation, a reformation of the church leaving religion behind and discovering the pearl of great price, Jesus and his kingdom. God is waking up the church and releasing the very best now. Some people say, well, uh, I think that the, the church is just supposed to hang on till Jesus comes. We're going to pray until the rapture ha- happens and you know, we're just going to hang in there. We're going to hang on. And and although the beast is going to rule and all this, and they go through all this stuff until the church becomes so weak and frail, and then suddenly Jesus appears and raptures us all out of there. <clears throat> That's not what the Bible says. The very best is saved for the end. Like Jesus performed a miracle at Cana. He turned the water into wine and... And he said, you saved the very best for now. It was the end of the night. He saved the very best wine for the end. The miracle of Cana is where he turned the water into wine, and God has been reforming new wineskins. And he's miraculously creating new wine out of vessels that have been containers of simple water. The father at the wedding feast said, you saved the best wine for last. These are the last days before Jesus comes and the resurrection translation occurs. That's actually what's in scripture, resurrection translation. The word rapture is not. Resurrection translation is some will be resurrected, 
Some will be translated. But in the last days, before the resurrection translation occurs, there is a new wineskin that comes forth containing the very best. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 23, it says, Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Jesus always healed them all. And when Jesus preached the kingdom, there were five things he confronted. Five things, sickness, sin, demons, poverty, and death. Sickness, sin, demons, poverty, and death. I believe God is going to take us higher through this revelation, and you're going to be activated in greater authority and power. So when you encounter someone who is sick, you just lay hands on them and God heals them. Someone who's struggling with sin, pray for them. And watch, sin will leave their life. If they're oppressed, they'll be set free from, from those demons. If they need financial miracles, pray. And God will show his dominion over all poverty and lack, and they'll begin to prosper. And listen, if they die, listen for the voice of God and resurrect them. And We've seen all of that. And I'm just telling you, it is not hard, because Jesus does it all. You know, the scribes and the Pharisees asked Jesus in Luke chapter 17 about the kingdom of God. In verse 20, it says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Notice Jesus didn't say, The kingdom is only with the bishops. It's only with apostles and prophets or any other office or title. He said, as believers in Jesus Christ, it is within you. Don't look for a physical building or a structure as nice as they are. Uh, It's not a geographical location in the Eastern or Western world. It's within you. (coughs) You cannot go to East Nashville and find a building that says the kingdom of God. Listen, Jesus was teaching them the kingdom of God is within you. So what is the kingdom of God? What qualifies and identifies it? And what elements do we recognize? And what does it have to do with your needs? And how does it relate to your purpose? Jesus said he put his kingdom within us. So what is the kingdom? It is the place of the king's dominion or domain or the government of heaven. This is the very foundation of power, the government of heaven, where all power is founded, all power. If you need power, draw near to your king. I was talking with Bishop Hammond earlier today. We were talking about just spending time praying in tongues Uh, how he has raised us up to spend time praying in tongues. You know, I get up sometimes at four in the morning and I'll just start praying in tongues. And I'll pray in tongues till seven o'clock in the morning. 
uh, and then throughout the day I'm praying in tongues. I draw near to my king, and he releases his power that way. The kingdom of God <coughs> is full of power, and God wants to release his power in you. The kingdom of God is righteousness, means right standing with God or allowing God to have the right of way. You have right standing with God through Christ Jesus, but now you do your part and you allow God to have the right of way. That's righteousness. You get that through Jesus Christ and his righteousness, not your own righteousness. But it's also allowing God to have the right of way in your life. Apostle Paul said we should not continue in sin, presuming upon the grace of God. God forbid, no. But where sin abounds, grace does much more abound to empower you to overcome and live right and think right. Amen. The kingdom of God is power for living. Power for living. Jesus demonstrated when you walk in the kingdom, you walk in power for living. Jesus prayed a prayer and said, Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the power and the glory. Kingdom, power, and glory. The kingdom, again, is the domain of the king or the government of heaven. And the power is the supernatural ability of that kingdom. And the glory is the atmosphere of heaven. Let me tell you, the glory of God's coming to the church. His glory is going to fill the temple. His glory is going to fill the house. <clears throat> His glory is going to fill churches in 2024. I just want to encourage you. There's something great about to happen. I'm going to share more about the kingdom of God next week. You don't want to miss it. But I want to pray for you because I believe God's releasing glory right now to you. He's releasing his kingdom to you. Thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, the atmosphere of heaven. So, Father, right now I thank you for invading every atmosphere out there. doesn't matter what has happened prior to this broadcast in their home or in wherever they are, Father. Your atmosphere is overwhelming them right now. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. God, I release your glory to them right now. Let your glory envelop them. Let the glory of God rest upon them. Father, when Jacob was just all stressed out, thinking that he was going to be killed, you gave him a dream. You enveloped him in your atmosphere <coughs> to the point where he said, my eyes see something my eyes didn't see before. This is none other than the house of God. The atmosphere changed, his eyes opened, and he all fear left. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Father, I thank you. <coughs> for releasing life, for releasing joy in the Holy Spirit, for releasing peace in this great atmosphere. Let your glory fill the temple. 
Let your glory fill the church. Lord, I thank you for your amazing grace as you move in these times, as you change lives. God, difficult decisions, doing things sometimes that are that are not easy to do, it becomes much easier when we know <clears throat> you're behind it and we know that from your glory. And so, Father, I thank you for anointing people to make change now. People all, all over the place want to make change at the new year. Change comes when we allow your glory to move in us, when we allow your presence, your atmosphere. And so, Father, I just thank you for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Father, bless your people today. Amen. Amen. I want to thank every one of you who stand with us and continue to pray with us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for lifting our names before the Father. Thank you for praying for my family. Thank you for praying for our church and for our ministry. I believe God is doing something powerful right now. <coughs> and we're going to see the establishment of the School of the Prophets. We're going to see the establishment of the things that God has prophesied. It's going to happen so fast. Amen. I want to thank you for your continual support. I know many of you give during the week. The Bible says this in Matthew 10, 41, and I quote it to you every week. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive the prophet's reward. And right now, I decree the prophet's reward is released to those that are watching today that are receiving this ministry. We release that reward to them today. Father, let me just encourage you, Father, to release that atmosphere of your presence. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Father, let your kingdom come in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to encourage you to check out our sponsor at MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. His name is Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell is an incredible man of God. And uh, he's been a supporter of this broadcast since before we ever started. He started supporting us. And uh, since day one, we've, we've promoted MyPillow and MyStore.com. And he has made available to this audience huge discounts on everything that he has. All you have to do is use the promo code MARTY. It's very simple. MARTY, my first name. And part of the proceeds when you purchase something goes to support Speak Life. <coughs> so if you need uh, certain things, listen, you can go buy some of these things all different places. But the proceeds <coughs> go to fund all kinds of agendas that are ungodly. And I want to encourage you to support uh, people who are going to support the agenda of the kingdom. And that's Mike Lindell. And so check out MyPillow.com and MyStore.com. And everything you buy there, when you use the promo code MARTY, you get a huge discount, and part of those proceeds go to support this broadcast. So thank you for doing that. Uh, get some great products and get a great discount at the same time. MyPillow.com, use the promo code MARTY. If you prefer to call in your order, you can call the dedicated number. It's 
800-859-2938. It's 800-859-2938. Tell the operator you want to use the promo code MARTY and you'll receive a special discount. Amen. And we are so grateful for your support. Thank you for doing these things. It's simple, I know, but it has a profound impact. Also, I want to remind you that we are live every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Rumble. It'd be great if you could help us uh, by allowing uh, yourself to be the town crier for us. Tell other people uh, about our broadcast and so that they can tune in and they can be blessed as well. It's every Friday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, and uh, thank you for doing that. Also, if you like podcasts, Please check us out wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes or Charisma Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcast, you're going to find Speak Life with Marty Layton right there. Please take a minute, give us a five-star review so that we can get good reviews out there, and it can cause our podcast to populate to the top. Amen. Again, I, I want to encourage you to follow me on social media, at Marty Layton, at Marty Layton, all social media platforms. Just look for at Marty Layton, and thank you for subscribing to me and doing whatever the platform asks. Like me. I know many of you like me, but like me on those platforms. Amen. Amen. I want to thank you again for tuning in to Speak Life. It's my prayer daily uh, that each week we bring to you cutting-edge prophetic ministry that empowers you and equips you to hear the voice of God and begin to step into the future that God's prepared for you. Amen. Proverbs 18.21 declares the tongue has the power of life and death. Think about that for a minute. Your tongue has the power of life and death. I remember earlier I said we're, gonna, we're in a time where there's tremendous blessing and tremendous cursing. And you want to be the one speaking the blessing. You want to be the one speaking life. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I believe God wants you to have hope. He wants you to have a better life. He wants you to come up higher, and he wants you to know your words are powerful enough when you put his words in your mouth and you speak life. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for being a part of this broadcast, and always remember to speak life We'll see you all next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to Speak Life with Marty Layton. Please help us spread hope and share this podcast with a friend. Join us again as we speak life into our world.